Bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene. Know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm your host, Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior from Down Under. With me, as always, is Daisy Pat from the Florida Keys. And together, we give you tools for a powerful mind. Hi, Daisy. Hi, my sweet podcast partner. What a new announcement style this is. Oh, I need to get used to this. This is very interesting. So now we're changing our introduction. Very nicely done. Well said. I like it. Well, thank you. I think that we really do give tools for a powerful mind. <laughs> and let's just throw it out there in the beginning. <laughs> well, I totally agree with you. And I think it's just about time after 100 recorded episodes to just have an upgrade. Yes, why not? I'm in. Absolutely. And we do have a brand new look website to go with our 100 episodes and our season five, which of course started just a few episodes ago. And we're getting into some interesting topics now. And today I've got another juicy one for you, Daisy. Oh, bring on the juice. Worst case, we make lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to talk about ego. Infamous ego. Yes. (laughs) And I believe it can be a positive and a negative thing. So I think it'll be a good conversation. Well, I do believe that it is. Give me one second here, because I would absolutely agree with you that ego by itself, the definition of, and I just pulled it up, the self, especially as contrasted with another self or the world. Ha. So everything after that, when it comes to egotism and egocentric, has not to do with the ego. But I understand it's totally abused and overused. Oh, this is your ego and oh, your ego. And he has such a great ego and she has such a big ego. That's why I believe it's so important to define first and then discuss. Yes. Now on that, I have totally different definitions. Aha. Uh-huh. Let's hear them and then we can talk about the definition first. Because, because the Australians have a different look on it. Aha, uh-huh, you see. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it only searched Australian dictionaries or not, but it is, certainly is a bit of a different definition to that. And a couple as well not Mm -hmm. just one definition. So first off, we've got self-esteem or self-importance. That was the first thing that came up. Now, when I say it can be positive or or negative, I was referring to that because with no self-esteem is very unhealthy. Very much. So you need to have some self-esteem that can be a positive part of ego. But then if you take it too far to the self-importance, then it becomes a bit more negative. So that's where I was going with that. Mm -hmm. And then the second definition is interesting and it's a bit longer. So bear with me, audience. (laughs) (laughs) It said, it helps us mediate between our conscious and subconscious mind and test reality and our sense of personal identity. That's interesting. 
Yes, it is, isn't it? That's interesting because what I pulled up is the Merriam-Webster and... Ah, because, aha, uh -huh, I can scroll down. Here, the second point is, the first one is what I said before. On the second point, it says A, egotism, and B, self-esteem. Interesting. Ah, interesting. So it turns out mine is the Oxford. <laughs> it says Oxford languages. It doesn't actually say Oxford dictionary. I just did an internet search. So mm -hmm. Interesting. You see, yeah. again, that also shows us when we really want to know something, have several sources and look mm. deeper. Absolutely great opportunity to point this out. Yeah, it certainly does. And I popped into another part of the search into somebody's article and she expands on that sort of definition and says the ego is the mind's identity of our own construction and identity that is false. We are more than just the mind and the ego. If we take all the beliefs of what we are, we have the structure of our ego. And she goes on to talk more. I'm not going to read it all. But it's an Thank interesting <laughs> way of looking at it. <laughs> well, yeah, bless her heart, whoever the author is. Well, I think when we go to the bottom of it and what matters to our listeners most likely is what to do with it. And we're referring to self mm -hmm. and to the self of others. And how can we build bridges between those two selves that it might be even enjoyable to walk over these bridges and meet one another eye to eye? I agree. I think that's why the simple self-esteem or self-importance kind of rings quite true because for me, my own ego is a balancing act in between those two things. For a long time, I had very low self-esteem and a very low opinion of myself because of all the things that happened, all the conditioning, all the experiences, all the negative things. And then as I grew that part of me and became more confident, there was a point in time in my 30s, in my professional life, where I tipped over a little bit too far to the other side and got a little bit full of myself because of my business and at the time it was booming and it was all, I got run away with it. I think that my ego got a little bit out of hand until I recognized what I was doing and reined myself back in, but it took something to happen in my life for me to have that realization. And I would imagine that that's not uncommon. Interesting. I see self-esteem differently. I believe one cannot have too much self-esteem when integrity is part of their daily life, 24-7, seven days a week, 365, a lifetime long. Because then that integrity will balance out. So I'm not going to be somebody whose self-importance grows like a mushroom in the woods hmm? or somewhere else. Now, self-esteem, so I think, is very important to at all enjoy the courage to do things, to start something new, to think for myself, to discover, to expand, to stretch my mind a little bit, to go places where I've not been before, physically, mentally, literally. And the self-esteem can be very helpful with this. Now, self-importance to me has to do with assholitis. Mm? And assholitis 
to me shows already that there's a lack of integrity because the two don't go along, either or, based on my definition of integrity. I go back to my own golden standard, which is the five plus two for me and for many readers around the globe and many listeners and my clients and friends and family members, because it shows so clearly, easily, which are the no-goes, which is the no-go zone in behavior. And then within that, I can have as much self-esteem as I want. It can go through the roof, will bring me further. To me, the two are not opposites or like polarity, like you either have self-esteem or you have self-importance. Or when you have too much self-esteem, that then your self-importance becomes greater and larger and unbearable for others, at least. So I see it a little differently. Interesting. I do think that's interesting. And I'm going to comment what I believe. I believe it's more of a scale where, like I said, for me, I think it's a balancing act between having too much ego and not having enough ego. And the labels for that at each end are self-esteem and self-importance. In fact, I even drew a little picture, although our (laughs) audience can't see it. She drew an old-fashioned scale. (laughs) Daisy is famous. And what's the scale called? Integrity. See, I took on board what you said and think that that is actually a key because if you do add integrity and your values as a framework around these things, then it's much, much easier to not fall off one end (laughs) Mm, mm. (laughs) because those values keep things like that in check or at least keep you aware of them. So you've got that self-awareness and you don't go too far because I think when you're caught up in a corporate world and you're surrounded by certain types of personality that perhaps quite successful and leaders, I think that does take a certain amount of ego to pull that off. Just like you said, it takes having self-esteem to be able to be courageous and to be creative and to go and do things. I absolutely agree with that. For me, that's like self-confidence. And without that self-confidence, I couldn't do a lot of the things that I do today. And then I also have worked amongst people in certain areas of life where they've taken that self-confidence too far and then they stop listening to others so much. They believe they're always right. And to me, that's the other extreme end of this scale. That's how I see it. Interesting. But Hmm. how I hear you, what comes across here over... (laughs) our super internet, by the way, thank you providers that we have this option at all that really over the oceans that Kathy and I can do that together, recording and producing podcast episodes and so much more behind the podcast and besides the podcast. Then we are speaking solely about self-importance or self-esteem or the lack of. So when we go back to the basics, ego, self, That's it. Humans dressed it up with so much more and so many more spices and so many more stories. Just listen back to this episode, the many stories you already brought in here. Ego equals self. That's it. That's how I see it. And egocentric or egotism or egotistic, 
these are already distortions of self, of the ego. But the ego itself is self, period. Well, I think if the root of the word is Latin and that is what the Latin definition is, then that is what it means. I cannot disagree with that. Well, I don't know. I read what my eyes see. I did not double check, triple check, 20-fold check the source. Maybe it's a good idea when we have a listener who studied Latin for many years and still remembers, get back to us and let us know what your thoughts are. I appreciate. So ego itself is so important because without me being here, I'm not experiencing life, right? Right. And actually part of my second definition, I think, is exactly that. It says a sense of personal identity. That is self, right? <laughs> I believe that already is a dress onto ego because self-identity is already something else than self. How I identify with self. I know people, they just bought a new Ferrari. I saw it here around the corner the other day. Beautiful red. The color is really beautiful. The car, not my style, not my taste, but they identify with it. They identify themselves through a car on four wheels, which is Italian made and has a status. And I understand that they like that car, they enjoy it. And why not? Nothing wrong with driving and owning a fancy car. Nothing wrong with it, what you do with it and what it does to you, to self. That's what matters. I have to say, though, I feel like you're assuming the identity part is an object. For me, when I read that, it wasn't about that. It was about knowing myself. <laughs> okay, then I would go and define that as awareness, self-awareness. Mm. Knowing of myself, I'm aware of self. I'm aware of my likes and dislikes. I'm aware of my values. I'm aware of my love for life. I'm aware of my drive or the lack of. And the more self-aware, ego-aware we become, I think, the better our lives become. So the identity, self-identity, so I think, is already an extension of self. Okay, yes, I can get on board with that. Now, I think that we've successfully defined ego as self which is quite basic and quite simple and good to define that. The purpose for this episode, though. <laughs> now she comes was, out. Dear listeners, well, we have to define it first. <laughs> dear listeners, please, can I have just a moment of compassion? What I'm going through here on the other end of the podcast hosting procedure. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be nearly as much fun, Daisy, if we already talked about it. <laughs> Clearly. So one of the purposes was to encourage an ego awareness, but also an egotistical awareness <laughs> to use one of the dressings or however you'd like to put it. I like dressing. Reminds me of a delicious salad or something that you put on. Hmm? Yeah. Or clothing that I put on. Good one. Yeah. So here we've got our sense of self. Great. 
And so that's what ego the word means. And I think that part of the conversation that you were going down the path of where the word is misused, overused, is important. And I also, after we talk about that, want to talk about the other implications when ego is dressed up because I think that without those values structuring, I think that it can run away with people and it's one of the reasons that we're not all successful at being in our own islands. We're in an island, aren't we? Not on it. I got that right. In, in. If you refer yes. to the island model, then in an yes, island. Yes, of course I am, yes. <laughs> But you lost me here, so I don't really okay. get it. Can you just help me a little bit? <laughs> Maybe I'm still there that she's, of course, celebrating where she wants to bring this episode to and I have no clue. So I need my GPS. Help me a little bit. <laughs> like you said, have arseholitis and go way too far and won't listen to anybody, won't take anybody else's opinion, blocks all communication and creates a whole range of negative things that we don't need in this world. That's where I want to go with it. Awareness of that and are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Pull yourself in, pull your head in. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for clarifying because now I think I'm back. I made a U turn. <laughs> so now I am on track again. <laughs> again, when ego equals self, then egocentric is already a distortion of self. When a human believes and thinks and maybe is even convinced that they know everything better, I like to go back to childhood beliefs that are outdated, the need to be right. And there is most likely an event that happened in their life or to them or around them that stopped them in evolving out of that childhood belief. Hmm? That can be from conditioning to upbringing to school years, college, university, Wall Street. <laughs> I mean, those hmm, different species. I don't know why I'm speaking so freely. I'm a little cheeky today, ain't I? <laughs> And these are already developing, I think, based on the lack of them knowing their values or the lack of having values in the first place. Now, arrogance. I know of a human being who has the famous nickname, yeah, such a big ego and oh yeah, he has a great ego and a way too big ego. And I, based on his behavior, totally agree. But I don't say his ego is too big. I think he has some suffering going on in his life that he's not solving. Arrogance. The level of how arrogant that particular human being behaves, talking down to people, calling them names, The majority of humans in his environment, by the way, are idiots based on his expressions and his opinion and his way of how he sees the world. And I just shortcut it and say, assholitis, sufferer, has nothing to do with his ego. His ego, actually, I believe, is a poor little thing that never was treated correctly or nicely, kindly, honestly, sincerely with care, with tenderness, with gentleness, with showing life by leading by example, that poor ego is an abandoned little thing. So why would I now twist it around and actually blow it up and say, hey, 
his ego just as the Empire State Building. I have the thoughts more and more nowadays that we are doing very well to ourselves and to society and the future, including future generations, because without them, there won't be future hmm? sooner or later, to stop dressing up specific definitions with traits that don't belong there, because that causes confusion. And that confusion can only lead to more confusion. So next time, dear listeners and dear Kathy, when you meet somebody who you at first would maybe hmm, prejudice, think, aha, big ego, halt, stop for a moment and rethink. What must have happened to that human being who's behaving this way or what has not happened in their life that they behave that way? I'm not saying to fix them because only they can do that themselves. We can offer solutions. We can offer great literature. We can offer great remedies, mental, spiritual remedies. But they must come to a point where their suffering is so painful that they want to stop it. And that is the moment when they may be able to change, which is not an easy ride. But not because someone from the outside tells them or judges them. Well, your ego, your ego is talking again. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No. When someone is off their true self, then they are lost. I have to say that if I reevaluate my own experience... Looking at it this way, I can 100% see what you are saying because my little ego was very traumatized and very hurt and my professional life was the only part of my life where I had any sense of accomplishment or confidence at the time and that is probably why that kind of overdeveloped too much before I realized what I was doing. And I think that was a consequence. Clearly, that poor little thing. Yes. And the lack of the understanding of proper values as well, because at that point in my life, I only had figured out a few and they were mainly to do with around my son and the values about teaching him. I didn't really connect the dots so much about the rest of stuff. Like I was still in the process of understanding it and learning it and healing. That's why it's so important that now you knowing that and me knowing that, that we bring it out to the attention of many so that change can happen all around the globe, little by little, here, there, in this village, in that town, in this country, in this principle. And we will get back to the value of self, what self truly is. So many things will stop. Arguments will stop because people will recognize that, aha, when they have a problem, why would I take it on? I can go and support them, but I must not carry it for them because it's not possible anyways. Then also falls back into balance and into health. So I think my own ego. Because when I no longer put myself in positions where I'm trying to save somebody who suffers assholitis, hmm, then I'm protecting myself. That means I live with dignity. These are the lost values that must come back into spotlight. So I humbly think 
And then, within a very short amount of time, things can really turn around into a wonderful human experience for the masses <laughs> and no longer for some who like to call themselves elite, for example. Yes, I don't think that they deserve that label in any regard. So, yes, I like that conversation and that kind of was my purpose, to bring awareness to this. It didn't go in the direction I thought, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what we do. And I think some of our best episodes are when it turns out completely unexpected, but the conversation itself kind of uncovers the anomalies, so to speak. And the use of the word ego, I think, is super misused in the English language. When I hear it talked about the most, it is not the sense of self or the self that they are referring to. It is the dressings on it that mm. they are referring to. Mm. So I think it's really useful that we have pointed that out and brought awareness to that and awareness to the visualization of the ego being your little younger self. I think that is really powerful. Did I say that right? <laughs> well, I disagree here because it has nothing to do with youth or age. Self is, period. Okay, so what I meant was earlier you were speaking about our younger self when we went through some conditioning and before we had a lot of experiences and we were still growing that sense of self. That's what I meant by mm -hmm. younger. So no, it's not always going to be younger for sure, but maybe vulnerable. What I'm trying to get across is that when we spoke about that, I had a visualization of a vulnerable part of myself, my inner core being Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And to me, if we can see that in ourselves and recognize it in others, I think that prompts more compassion. And I think that is a great starting point instead of how we often tend to react with instant judgments. And I wanted to point that out. Mm -hmm. I think that's come out of this episode for me and I hope that it has for our listeners because I really do think that empathy is a very important tool moving forward in our societies for a better tomorrow. Well, yes, starting in the present, being present, yes. that's the gift. Yes. And what I mentioned earlier, that when somebody behaves with assholitis, dear listeners, if you don't know what I mean by that, we did an episode on it because I don't like potty mouth. So I come up with words. They sound a little medical, but refer to a specific characteristic. Hmm? Let's put it this way. I didn't mean it as a call for action to have compassion with those who suffer assholitis. And I don't by no means think it's our responsibility to fix them or to be around them. Mm? There are some situations and settings in life where it's a little bit more challenging to create a distance between those assholitis sufferers. But seeing that something happened to them or something is expressing itself through them is important. And that has not to do with their self. Because self simply is and I like to think of that essence, that essence of a human or that godly seed, some may call it. And 
that self is injured and never healed and therefore dresses itself up with self-defense mechanisms, arrogance, putting the spotlight on the self-importance. I like to look at the roots of the cause, cause and effect. I see when somebody behaves as the majority prior our conversation today might have called them, yes, they have a big ego. It's an injured ego that is trying to survive by dressing itself up with survival skills and coping skills. Yes, and that's what I was getting to when I spoke about compassion. In my opinion, that you can have compassion and recognize that there is some sort of root to it without going any further into it, without needing to know any more, without doing anything about it. Just the knowledge. They are that way because obviously something's happened to all of us. Let's face it. Nobody escapes with nothing happen or it wouldn't be life. (laughs) I agree. Let's just get that out of the way right now. And if we just all had a recognition of that, you don't know what someone else is going through or been through. And if we judged less and just had that in our thoughts and just don't take it on, don't take it personally. Don't think you have to do anything about it. It's their shoebox. Now, that was a good episode, listeners. If you have not heard the shoebox episode, go and have a listen to that one. It's important to mention, so I think, and add here, that it is healthy to start becoming responsible for self again. I am responsible for myself. You are responsible for your self. And they, whomever they are, are responsible for their self. That is how self-development is encouraged. When I go there and fix it for you every single time, how are you going to grow? Can't. So I allow others to go through their motion. And when it's uncomfortable for me, then I observe it from a distance. (laughs) Sometimes even for a prolonged time. (laughs) And that's totally okay to me. I'm totally okay with that. And I'm also okay with that when others are not okay with that. I take full responsibility for myself, ego. You take care of yours and you, dear listeners, take care of yours. Let's start focusing on our own construction site and not dig elsewhere. (laughs) Doesn't bring joy to life. None of our business The more humans we will have in our environments, the greater the inspiration will be to have a look how they're doing it. That will inspire. And that's the new trend. Self-awareness, self-responsibility, I, myself, and my ability to respond. And I think we're on a good way towards something great. Every single one of us individually as groups, as communities, as countries, as cultures, as the one human family. Let's do it. Every one of us. You do it for you, I do it for me, and we both enjoy that we're doing it for oneself. (laughs) Now, I'm not doing it for you, because then already I'm giving you a responsibility. Well, I only did it for you, and now you're not even appreciative of it. You see, there again, there would be a kick off, it's off, of the values, ground, ground, groundwork, basics. 
five plus two. 100%. Now, did I not say you would get tools to create a powerful mindlessness? There you go. <laughs> she did. And she was not disappointed because she had an idea where this episode is going to go and it didn't. And I don't know where she wanted it to go and I'm totally okay with it. And so <laughs> she seems as well because she's smiling and giggling here on the other side of the camera. <laughs> I'm always okay with it because no matter where it goes, I believe it goes somewhere interesting and useful. And we always come out the other end with some wisdom to implement in our own lives for our own benefit. And I think that is the beauty of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. 100% agreed. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's it from us today. Please do share this episode and all of our podcasts with your family and friends. We want to spread the word 67 countries and counting. And please do continue to support us. We appreciate each and every dollar that you have extended to us in support of our ethos of staying ad free. So you are very much appreciated for that. Thank you so much. And please continue as little as $1 helps us to remain ad-free and continue producing high quality and timely episodes. And give you those tools for a powerful mind. That's it from us today. We are Bold and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.